Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. So there's our new introduction. You guys let, let us know what like you it. think. Too long, too short. What do you think, Julie? I like it. You know, of course we would, yeah. but you know. <laughs> well, Mr. Ventura's no, got a great radio voice, so yeah. Tim's got a great radio voice, doesn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Um, you know, Julie and I went to the Formula One race here in Austin over the last weekend, and, and uh, I didn't know if I told you this, Julie, but there was a uh, lot of criti- criticism Tim's voice is reminding me of this guy's reason I say this, so I'm not criticizing Tim's voice. Uh, for yeah. the just that guy that started the thing, that let's get ready oh, really? to rumble thing. People, Aww. people hated that. Yeah, they did. You guys know, and so oh. yeah, they hmm. did. So most of the you, most of you listening don't even know what Formula One is, but basically it's the highest form of humanity uh, that'll ever exist, and that's in my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're a fan you or anything. I guess you could say I'm a Formula One fan. And Julie, actually, God bless her, over the last 30 years has become a Formula One fan, too. So we had these really kick-ass seats for the race this year. Wait, and the weather was just gorgeous. It was like one of those peak experience things, you know, at least for nerds like us. And, um, yeah, so they did the whole they did this whole ceremony that was almost directly in front of us. And the, uh, Michael, what's-his-face, who does all the introductions for the bo- uh, boxing things in uh, – in Vegas mostly. He you know, he did the it was it was kinda cheesy and I kinda liked it. It was kinda campy, you know. But oh my God, the Formula One fans who like the pomp and circumstance, who like things to be done like they're some sort of aristocratic, you know I don't know. They were pissed off. Too American. Too cheesy. Because Formula yeah, One is Yeah, but you know what? Event. You're in America. I, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was kind of Vegas-y. That's okay. But, you know, it's the U.S. Grand Prix. So, But I can see how the yeah. Europeans might have gotten a little stuffy about it. Yeah. But it's, it's, a US Grand Prix. It, it's a U.S. Grand Prix uh, Texas-style because there was also Dallas cheerleaders there. You know, Dallas Cowboys yeah. cheerleaders and all the rest of it. Okay. So, yeah, it was awesome. Anyway. So, guys, we are talking today about the big rock theory, starting with the end in mind. It's one of those conversations that we generally have with you guys individually on coaching calls. It's a mindset thing, but really what it is, it's a way for you to really look at, essentially, your utilization of time on this earth. But before we get to that, I know Julie has some shout-outs and whatnot. I wanted to really – this is something Julie and I chatted this morning. We were both on coaching calls, and we're Julie and I generally coach only, like, agents that are the top of the game. It's called Elite Coaching. It's $25,000. This is just to have Julie and I coach you personally, so don't think this is going to be our whole – you know, we have coaching programs that are much more affordable. But it's 25000 You have to prepay, and then you get Julie and I as your coach. And if you're interested, I think between the two of us, we probably have maybe five or six spots open. So just email us directly at Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We don't take a mess of agents. Julie and I only personally handle a handful of agents. And we do it intentionally. Uh, it's not even really for the money, though. Some of you guys are you rolling your eyes as I say that. But the truth is, is we do it for the sake of staying frosty so we don't lose our edge. Because it's really difficult. If you've never sold, you know, we've sold real estate at a high level, but even at selling, you know, thousands of homes that we sold, you still have to keep in with the agents because things change so fast. 
And it's funny when I look around at all the other, you know, Inman did their uh, a thing for the best coaches in the nation. You know, they did this article a couple of years ago. And I, I went and started researching as to whether or not these coaches who Inman had acknowledged as being great coaches, and I'm sure a lot of them were, I'm not criticizing necessarily, is that they hadn't sold real estate. Virtually all of them had never sold real estate before. And I thought that was just really, truly strange. I wonder if there's another industry where you hire someone to basically help you get better at whatever your skill set is who's never actually done it before. It just seems, honestly, it seems insane to me. I don't know why you guys would ever, you know, consider hiring someone to help you get good at anything, you know, tennis or, you know, driving a race car or, you know, real estate sales if they've never actually done it, not just done it, but done it at an extremely high level. So, you know, it gets to the it gets to the whole heart of the thing as far as your guys' ability to kind of pick through it and really know what's important to you. So Julie and I continue to coach so that we can continue to have conversations that makes it so that we never lose our edge. Because, you know, guys, even in coaching, even in all the things we've done professionally, all the speaking things we've done, all the books we've written, all the things we've done, you know, that really are great for the ego, there is still nothing I've ever personally experienced, and I imagine Julie would agree, that's as satisfying as taking a listing in a competitive listing environment. (laughs) Guys, look, when you're sitting – I mean, seriously, it's so freaking awesome. It is. Yep. When you're sitting in front of that person that really doesn't know you, they're a stranger – and you're competing against you know, hopefully some really good agents, and you beat them, oh, my gosh. I mean, you guys can probably hear it in my voice. That is so freaking awesome. That feeling of winning, that feeling of seeing all of your stars align because you're finally seeing the, accumul- the, the benefits of the accumulation of all your efforts, and you, and, and you want more of it. That's the thing. That's the nice thing about being a listing agent. And look, you get a little bit of that, not much, when you list the centers of influence in past clients' house, but it's really nothing. When you go after, let's say, for example, an unrepresented owner, a.k.a. a FISBO, or an expired, or you get called out because you know maybe somebody referred you to this particular seller, but the seller is making you compete for it, and you know you're competing against real agents because you followed our scripts and you pre-qualified – and you win, when you're in that environment, guys, you are so alive. I had, like I said, outside of doing some amateur racing, truthfully, I've yet to experience anything, uh, I would say, professionally or semi-professionally that's that rewarding. And I pray that all of you guys have that experience, or at least you give yourself permission to be on the path as quick as you can to have that experience. Um, so yeah, that's right. That's what I get to thinking about. I don't even know how I got on this little diatribe, but hey, eventually, do you have some people you'd okay. like to acknowledge and people you'd like to give yes. shout outs to? Well, remember we're in the midst of the Mastermind Challenge: ten pounds and ten listings in ninety days or less. And Mr. Nick Polito in Hamilton, New Jersey, writes four listings this week: two for sale, two rentals, and still doing lots of BPOs. So nice job, Nick. He is doing the challenge and setting a great example. Janice Stevens, one of our Premier Coaching members, is doing what we talk about in the Premier Coaching class. You know, it's not just pop buys. We're doing it at a really high level with this, what we call reverse trick-or-treating. Started, She says, started my door knocking yesterday, 30 houses, spoke with 12 to 15 people, reverse trick-or-treating intro was well-received, painless, 30 more today, working towards listing number one. She's a newer agent, so she's getting herself out there. She says, thank you, Julie and Rochelle, for your support. Um, she has these great-looking fall cards that are very friendly attached to, I think she's got some treat bags there, and she's just getting out, I think, mainly in her neighborhood and not being a secret agent. So I think that's great. And then we have Kiva Kendrick, two listings today from a builder and one listing coming soon from a referral company. Uh, Make sure you guys go sign up. Six listings down. Kiva's already got six 
only four to go. Nice job, Kiva. So let's see. And many more stories like that, lots of uh, discussions. It's funny, Coach Rochelle posted something, a little price tag, <laughs> but I guess she, either she or somebody she, she knew was shopping. And old price, $24.95. New price, $24.94. I don't know why they retagged that, but we were all joking about using the script. I'm sorry, Mr. Seller, but the market won't even notice that price reduction. So anyway, that was a little fun back and forth. And let's see. I think that's pretty much it for my shout-outs. And a lot of great reviews, again, on the book, Harris Rules. If you haven't got that yet, I don't know what you're thinking. Just go to Amazon and type in Harris Rules book, and you can either download it to your device or order the soft copy. So back to you, Tim, and I'm ready to talk about the big rocks theory for today. So um, motivation, guys, you guys got to make sure it's not slipping through your fingers. And I don't. And look, let's not make motivation to some long mindset conversation. We're not going to try to tell you there's a five-step process to, you know, gain motivation. There's just tons and tons of speakers and books and whatnot written about how to get yourself motivated and how to stay motivated. And you know, it's all. It's basically the core el element of motivation is what comes first, the mindset or the action. And where, please listen to what your coach or future coach is about to tell you. Listen to what I'm about to say. It'll save you so much time and frustration. I promise you it will. I know for a fact because this is the exact same thing I've said to billions and billions of you on coaching calls. Julie, did you catch my little Carl Sagan there? <laughs> billions and billions. Yes, not everybody's yes, going to understand I that, do. but some of us do. I know, but I did, I did that to entertain you, and you didn't laugh. Good. So, I mean, come on now. You're, <laughs> you're not paying that. attention. Sorry, my mute was you're, on. You're, I'm you're, good. No, you're, buy, you're buying stuff for Zoe online while I'm talking. I know what you're doing. More Actually, boxes are going to show up tomorrow call. from Zoo Lily. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so billions and billions of coaching calls. Here's the thing. If you guys are waiting or working on your mindset and you guys are trying to basically get yourself thinking a certain way and feeling a certain way, and, and you want to go to a Tony Robbins event and walk on coals, or if you want to go to some other motivational speaker, because gosh darn it, after they go, after, they're going to motivate me and I'm finally going to do what I don't want to do and I don't want to do it at the highest level. Okay, so here it is. We're going to save a lot of effort here. We're going to save a lot of time. We're going to do it Harris style. That stuff is bullshit. You guys got to stop doing it. You got to stop thinking it's going to motivate you because it doesn't. It motivates you for a short period of time. There is so much research out there that's been done on that whole genre of mindset crap that you have got to see it for what it is. It's just mental masturbation. There it is. Did I offend you? Okay, be offended, but listen to the second part. second part is is you will feel all the motivation in the world to take the actions necessary. In other words, do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. After you're in action, not before. I'll break it down for you. I have never, and Julie and I used to prospect a crap ton. I have never, never once did I feel like prospecting. You know, when I came no. across people that say they love prospecting, I mean, my second thought when I hear that is, <laughs> okay, crap. Where do they keep where do they keep the freezer with the heads? I mean that's where I think. I mean nobody <laughs> right. in their nobody in their right that's mind true. should like and how much room is left it's in not the freezer. Normal. That's right. And hopefully not enough for my head so I can, you know. So the point is you guys get it, right? No normal people do not like prospecting. I've never met a normal person that like prospecting continuously. Now you might like it for short periods of time when you're getting results. But for the most part, it's one of those things you have to force yourself into doing 
every single time you have to do it, which is generally speaking every single day if you expect to get anywhere in life. Not just in this business, but in any business. You have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And the most important thing in any business, guys, is going to be the lead generation. Please remember we told you that. So knowing that you're never going to feel like doing it, but knowing that you have to do it, let's assume that we're operating on that understanding. How are you actually going to do it if you don't feel like doing it? And, oh, my gosh, i got to motivate myself before I actually do it. Here's how you do it. You start doing it, and then you start feeling the motivation. And if there is a secret, that's it. If that's it, what I just told you. And you guys go and listen to any Navy SEAL talk, read any Navy SEAL book, read anybody, anything from anybody who's not full of shit, someone who's actually done it. Not like these fake coaches that have never actually sold real estate. Or these motivational speakers that have done nothing other than be motivational speakers. Following me here, folks? I think you are. When you listen to people who have actually been there and done that, whatever their that was, whatever their you know chosen path was, they will all – I remember listening to interviews with Michael Phelps. I remember listening to interviews with – it doesn't matter who the incredible person was. They always would tell this bitch about having to practice. They hated practicing. They hated doing all that type of work, but they had to. And they did it anyway, and they did it at the highest level. And sometimes, guys, you'll get into it, and you'll start doing it. And let's just keep it real, prospecting. And you won't feel like doing it while you're doing it. The magical feeling of, pro, of you know, the epiphany of motivation won't overwhelm you like a warm blanket. You'll have to force yourself to do it. Force yourself to do it anyway. That's the key. I just told you guys. I gave you the key. I gave you guys the key, the, the, the bottom line. That will, if you follow it, if you don't question it, if you don't research it, if you don't become a skeptic over it, if you don't try to find things, to, if you don't just take what I said as being 100% truth, because intuitively, every single one of you know it's true. Not a single person listening right now, and there's 100,000 of you, more than that, that, that listen to us on a regular basis. Every single one of you know what I just said is true. But how many of you guys are just going to sort of haphazardly listen and then go back to trying to find something to externally motivate yourself? Are you going to go watch some videos on YouTube? Are you going to go to listen to some stage monkey try to jump up and down and entertain you for three hours or three days? And then after you do that, then you're actually going to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Bullshit. The people that go to those motivational things and read those motivational books, they're, they have proven that they have a that, – that's their hobby in essence – and you guys can research this on, on your own, it's basically become a pastime for people to go to motivational speakers. And these tend to be, the people that attend those things, tend to be the least productive of any profession. And you guys, okay, now I'm kind of, I know I'm pressing my luck here with some of you. When you look at, see where the big businesses, who are the speakers are that they're hiring in now? And I'm talking about the big ones. They're not hiring in the motivational speakers anymore. They're hiring in the people that basically are very practical and tactical like what Julie and I are doing, like our friend Jeb Blunt for uh, Fanatical Prospecting. He wrote that fantastic book that we want you guys to all buy. He gets hired in by some of these biggest companies in the world, and they don't want him to talk about motivation and mindset. They don't want him to talk about social networking. They want him to talk about stuff that we talk about. And uh, having been friends with him, I can tell you it's fascinating to me that he is basically on the large scale of – the gigs that he gets speaking to these big companies, you know, he is alone in sharing his message because everybody else is still stuck. The loser companies are still trying to motivate their sales forces with external motivation and still trying to motivate their sales forces to do passive uh, lead generation through 
social networking, crap like that. But the really leading edge companies are, you know, following the same footsteps that we are, that you guys are, that many of you who have bought our book are. Those of you who get it are going to start experiencing massive transforma- uh, transformative experiences in your lives because you're finally going to have give yourself permission to ignore the herd, cut through the bullshit, and finally do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level whether you feel like it or not. Please take that as your motivation. Make that your own motivation. Make that give yourself permission to stop searching for something external that's going to somehow magically, you know, part the clouds and make it so that you see the truth. That will never ever happen. And you're being manipulated voluntarily into believing it. You're choosing to be manipulated into believing it. You're choosing to believe that there's some magic pill or there's some secret sauce that somebody's going to give you. You're, you're making that mistake, and it's costing you too much life, guys. Literally, it's costing you too much time. You only live once and you're dead a real long time. So please, I know some of you are struggling with motivation, and I hate that word, but you're struggling with motivation this time of year. You're struggling with fighting against being lazy. That's really what it is. And you just don't feel like doing it. And, oh, my God, nobody feels like doing it. Your family doesn't feel like doing it. Nobody. I get it. Who cares? Suck it up, buttercup. Do what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's what this mastermind was all about that we're doing for the rest of the year. You guys can be in that mastermind for free. No strings attached. All you have to have done is purchase the book. The Kindle book is only like five bucks. Purchase the book, and please leave us a, a five-star review. And then, uh, yeah, email help at timandjulieharris.com, and you can get in the mastermind. So, Julie, I'm sorry I didn't mean to no, rant okay. over your topic, so we can just we can just jump in. Well, it isn't true, though. No. I mean, you and I were chatting earlier today that, man, our our own personal coaching clients paying us a ton of money all seem to be kind of like losing their – they're just looking yeah, for excuses to be lazy. and mm-hmm. leave, Yeah, it's, it's like, come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> right? well, I mean, I just reminded me, you want to ruin your first quarter, which will ruin next year, you know. Lose your momentum. It's your choice, right? Well, that usually okay, helps. so here, here it is. Well, I, Julie, I had a coaching call, and his first mm-hmm. name is Brandon, and I know he listens. I won't say his last name, Jackson, because that would be rude to say Brandon Jackson, because I wouldn't want to embarrass him <laughs> publicly in front of 100,000 people. What kind of jerk would I be? North Carolina, Brandon Jackson. Okay, so, I mean, I had this coaching call with him this morning, and he usually kicks ass, takes three, four listings a week. Phenomenal agent, great agent, great leader in his community, runs his real estate office, one of the – you know, I, Julie and I actually do business with him buying rentals. He's, I mean, we trust him completely. Great guy. He's lazy last week. And to his credit, he doesn't come to the call with all these fancy excuses. He just says, Tim, I was lazy last week. And, you know, I, that's fine. I said, grab a calendar. He grabbed a calendar. And I said, I want you to count forward 120 days. What's that day? February 28th. I said, on February 28th, I want you to circle it. And I want you to remind yourself on that particular day, which will be the end of February, beginning of March, when you do not have the money coming in, I want you to remind yourself it was because you screwed around last week in October. Because that's the pay cycle. What you do today pays you, not tomorrow, generally speaking, but 90 and 120 days from now. And then he laughed, and he said, that's probably why I usually have slow marches. Okay? Uh-huh. You guys following us on all Curious, this? It? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to fight hard, harder than we normally do, Julie, this time of year, yep. for the sake of all of our listeners and our clients, to make it so they do not let this fourth yeah. quarter, which is usually the best, most productive time of year uh, for agents that are focused, get by them. So you have well, a and that's coming from somebody like Brandon Jackson too, right? Who normally absolutely has it together, and this is not his normal issue. I mean, imagine the the kind of moderately good agents what they're going through. So you're right. We have to fight hard, and 
you know, this whole idea of just going to some little motivational speech and all of a sudden finding your motivation. I look at that as like it's the same as having a cup of coffee. You're going to feel good for a little bit, then it's going to wear off. You know, it's not a long-term solution to the issue. Uh, and it reminds me of the quote, when you pray, move your feet. I think that's a Maya Angelou quote. It's not enough to just think about it. You have to move your feet. You have to do something about it. So in that light, I wanted to share with them just this quick story called the Big Rock Theory, if you're ready to jump into that. Sure. Okay, perfect. So uh, this has been used lots of different places. Um, it's used in Stephen Covey's book, First Things First. But I remember you and I learned about this at a Howard Brinton event originally, I think is the first time I heard about it. So when this is done in seminars, the presenter pulls out a wide mouth, big gallon jar, right? So imagine like a big pickle jar or something like that, and it's empty, and you sit it next to a pile of about fist-sized rocks, you know, a little bit bigger than uh, like river rocks type of a look. After filling the jar to the top with these rocks, you ask yourself, is the jar full? And of course, everybody says, well, yeah, it looks full. Rocks are filled to the top. Then you get some gravel from under the table and add it to the jar, just some normal gravel. Fill it all the way up, jiggle the jar so it falls to the bottom. Is the jar full? Now, the group is kind of catching on at this point. Maybe you guys are on to us. Well, probably not. Then you ask, is it, is it really full? No, shouts the group. Then you add, you can add sand, you add water, and finally, you ask, is it now finally full? Okay, all the while we're learning that you might have thought it was full with the big rocks, but now it really is with the sand and the gravel and the water. Well, so what is the lesson in this? What's the point of the illustration? Well, often people will say, no matter how busy you get, you can always fit more things in your life if you work at it. Well, that's true, but the point is really, if you don't put the big rocks in first, you're never going to get them in at all. Isn't it interesting that had you put the water in and the gravel in first, you wouldn't actually be able to fit all those big rocks in there, okay? So for us, the reason that I brought this analogy back out, because I don't think we've ever done it on the podcast, is that your big rocks are your goals in five areas of life from the treasure map. Those are the things that you say are important to you. Goals in five areas of life, right out of your treasure map. Those are the big rocks in your life. You've got to say yes to those big rocks first, and don't feel like you've got to, you know, always curtail to the smaller gravel, the sand, the water. Okay, the sand and the gravel are still going to be around after you place the big rocks in, but it can't go the other way around, right? So I always have that visual in my mind. What are those anchors for why you're in real estate at all? What are the big rocks? A lot of you guys are doing fourth quarter planning for next year. You're dusting off your treasure map, and you're resetting those goals, you know, one of the worst things you guys can do that did a great job with the goal setting this year is not replace those goals next year. Some of you have dream boards and you haven't taken down the pictures of things that you've already attained. What are next year's big rocks? What's going to keep you motivated? Or are you just going to keep on going to the gravel and the sand and using that as excuses not to get to the things that you say are important? So that's my big rock theory speech, Tim. No, I love it. And so here we are uh, coming towards the end of October rolling into November. Realistically, guys, how many weeks do we have left to work this year? I don't know. Depends on basically what you expect for yourself. But here's the the irony of November and December and arguably next week as well. 
is that you can be the most motivated person in the world. I just caught an image of Julie and I working through holidays when we were in real estate, and, and it was an act, absolute exercise in futility, and we shouldn't have done it because it's not like anybody else actually wanted to do a deal or even talk to us about doing a deal. But sometimes we had opportunities we thought we'd have that we chased during the holidays, and we shouldn't have done it. So I'm telling you guys right now, for Thanksgiving week, take the week off or work less. For Christmas week or really maybe two weeks between Christmas and New Year's, take that time off. And here's the, here's the hard part is if you haven't been doing what you were supposed to do when you were supposed to do it at the highest level, you're not going to have money. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to feel stressed out. You're going to feel bad because you're not spoiling your family at Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever other holidays you happen to celebrate. You're going to feel bad because you're not able to do the things that you want to do. You're not going to be able to have any sense of security, and you're going to be panicking about money because you didn't work when you were supposed to work. And the things that will forever make you feel panicked are all the passive things. If you're buying leads, you're never going to have a sense of security. You're always going to have a, you know, a gorilla on your back. If you're doing passive things like postcards and Facebook ads, anything that's passive where they're supposed to contact you guys, that is at the end of the day going to be the thing that causes you – you're going to have an omnipresent sense of anxiety because you are dependent on the, the, the role of the roulette wheel as to whether or not someone's actually going to contact you or not. Everybody else you know, real estate-wise, does all that passive crap. But very few really will do the real work, which is going after the people who already have their hands in the air, saying, I want to list my house, and that's what we focus on. We're not going to waste our times. And we look, we've been in this business for long enough, this industry for long enough, that we have so, seen so many trends come and go. You guys have only been in the business, many of you, for 10 years or less. Probably 80% of you listening right now have only been in the business for five years or less. And you guys don't realize that uh, these, this big team thing and buying buyer leads – for your buyer's agents, and that's just a trend because eventually people are going to – they won't listen to us necessarily, but they're going to come around to the realization that it doesn't make money, and they're going to stop doing it. The buyer leads are going to become more expensive, but don't worry. There will be a new get-rich-quick trend that enters into real estate. A lot of real estate people are the same people that are the opportunity seeker types. So opportunity seeker types are inherently looking for an opportunity that, are, that basically they think will make them a lot of money for very little effort. You cannot be an opportunity uh, seeker type in, in that vein and expect to actually have any money because you'll always be looking for the next easy thing. The people that actually accumulate, the people that get rich, where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, they don't have that opportunity seeker mindset. What they do is they look for one thing. And generally speaking, life is only long enough to get good at one thing, so choose the one that you're going to uh, be good at very carefully. And when you choose that one thing, what I want all of you to do is choose being a listing agent. Because everything comes from being a listing agent. Don't choose being the best broker. That's too general. Don't choose being the best anything else. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you sell real estate. Chances are you're not, you know, you're kind of confused about where your direction should be. Listen to your coach or your future coach, whichever status we have with you right now, is you absolutely positively want to put your best energies towards becoming a powerful listing agent. Everything else will come from that. And here's the amazing thing. If you choose to be a kick-ass listing agent, that means every single day you're going to be able to pick up the phone and generate your own lead for free. That means you're going to be able to set pre-qualified listing appointments for free, no referral fees. That means you're going to be able to go on and take listings, and you're going to be able to many times double in those listings, and you're going to make a lot more money. When you control inventory, your own inventory, and you have your magic number of listings at all times, you are financially free because you have a real business, and then from the profit that comes, you could start accumulating rental properties ideally, and you can become rich. 
read Harris Rules. We laid it all out. It's not a big book. We kept it very practical and tactical. A lot of you guys, you know, if you've ever written a book before, it is a bitch to make a small book, to make a book less than 200 pages, because you have to have every single page be focused on delivering content, where most books that are 250 to 300 pages, and you guys know this if you've listened to or read books, they're generally speaking the contents at the beginning of the book, in the middle of the book, and all the crap in the middle you can just skip. Okay, we we did is we cut we cut out the crap in the middle, which is you know, and we just focused on the stuff that's going to give you the great the greatest you know bang for the buck the quickest. So there's 30 rules in Harris Rules. Read the book, and uh, the last chapter basically is about essentially what you do once you have your uh, your listing business generating consistent revenue, how you can reinvest it, and how you can become rich. Guys, this is the exact formula, the exact clear, easy to follow, practical, non you know crazy thinking roadmap that you guys have been looking for in your businesses. Just follow it. Utilize it. We wrote it for you. Well, that's not completely true. When Julie and I were writing the book, and it took us two years to do it, we were writing the book actually for ourselves, the ourselves from 26 years ago when we first got into real estate. That's what we were doing. We were writing the book as if the Tim and Julie from forever ago were actually trying to look for direction when we were trying to look for direction. We were confused and overwhelmed, just like so many of you are now. We wish we would have had that book to give us direction. So that's the reason we wrote it. That's what was going on in our heads when we were writing. Would this have been beneficial to us back when we got into the business? And the answer is absolutely. And the answer, obviously, is absolutely for many of you, too, or it wouldn't be the number one international bestseller that it's become. So, guys, listen, if you need us for anything, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Please stay drilled down. Don't give up. There's still, you still have probably four or five really good, good weeks this year to really kick some serious ass. Don't let up. I don't care how many office parties. I don't care if your brokerage closes down for the holidays. I don't care if you have a whole bunch of people say, we're going to wait until after the holidays. None of those. Those are just bullshit excuses. You cannot take the rest of this year off. If you're listening to me rant at you every single day for a half hour, that means at least some percent of you, even if just 1%, gets it or wants to get it. So please stop just waiting to feel a certain way. Get into action and realize the feelings will fall, and that's the way it always works. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.